Empowered people make informed decisions that lead to living a life without regret. This is Sarah Kaki and Shauna Woods from Atlanta Divorce Law Group, and this is the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. I'm Sarah Kaki, and I'm joined by our managing partner, Shauna Woods. Shauna, today we're going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly of step parents. And you and I do not have a personal experience of having a step parent. So for that reason, we are engaging our very own Tara into the conversation. Tara is the producer and who, of our show and who runs our podcast. So Tara, welcome to the conversation today. Hello. Hello. Tara, we're going to ask you a little bit about your stepmom. And if you could first tell us at what age did your parents get divorced? And at what age did your dad bring your stepmom into the picture? My parents were actually never married. They've been separated for as long as I can remember. I don't have a lot of memories of them together, actually. And it was a very rough relationship in the beginning. They did not like each other and it's changed since. But my stepmom, or my mom or my bonus mom, just because we're that close, but she came into my life, I believe, when I was 12. Okay, so you're a teenager. Mm-hmm. Did you have any resistance to that, to this person coming in, an adult coming into your life and playing a parent role? Oh, 100%. One of the things that came into play was the age difference between me and my stepmom. Um, we have an, only a nine-year age difference, so we are you know, pretty close in age. And... When I was 12, she's 22. I think I was about 11 or 12, but I was at that age where even my own parents could barely tell me what to do because I was so resistant and pushing back. But having someone so young come into my life and then try to act like a parent to me did not go over very well. I always joke with her and apologize a million times over because I say I was evil at that point because I was so mean to her, so combative. And then, you know, it started very rocky and then changed as the years went on. What do you think caused the change? I think I just got older and I started to see the situation as a whole itself without going too far into my background or the background of my father specifically. He went through some very dark times in life and um, she, you know, really came in and completely changed him as a person. She was probably the best thing that could happen to him. And I mean, they're amazing for each other. They really have done a lot for each other. They've supported each other. So just really seeing what the amount of good she did for my dad and how much she loved him, despite anything that was going on at any point. They're the healthiest example that I have of a relationship. And so I just, I built a lot of love and respect for her over the years, you know, coming in and doing that for him and then always being there to support me as a mom. And even when I was, you know, mean to her or anything Mm -hmm. like that, it never changed how she felt about me. She's always loved me as her own daughter. And I've always felt that I've never felt like I was the stepkid or anything. I've felt like I'm her daughter, you know, since, since our relationship started getting a little bit better. Yeah. That's so beautiful. So how did that impact your relationship with your mom? So it's funny because my mom actually 
has loved her since day one. I think I had a harder time seeing what a a great person she was in the beginning because of that age gap and me going through that adolescent time where you don't really want to listen or respect people. And my mom was honestly a big part of where I came to realize how wonderful she was in my life and how amazing she was for my dad. My mom gets mad at me when I call her my stepmom because she says she's not, she's your mom. She's your bonus mom. Like I had you, but she's still your mom. So yeah, we don't even use the term step parent, step mom in our household. And she actually really fostered huge difference in my mom and my dad's relationship. And I think that's probably where that joint respect came in and the love that my mom has for my bonus mom. Like I said, my bonus mom came in and really just completely changed my dad for the better. And in the beginning, my mom and dad talked through me. They argued through me. I was the center of their relationship for so long. And she kind of came in and was like, you know, talking to my dad, she didn't talk to my mom this way, (laughs) but talking to my dad and was like, you know, you're not going to put Tara in the, the middle of this. You guys need to kind of grow up and communicate and get to a better place. So Tara doesn't have to take that on at such a young age. And um, so she really was kind of the stepping stone for them to have such a great relationship. And now my mom, and my dad are super close. My mom is super close with my bonus mom. They talk all the time. They, my mom was actually just out in California on vacation and they met up and had a night out and dinner together So it's really weird because they are genuinely like best friends at this point in my life. I mean, it's not weird. It's ideal. (laughs) So what is the top advice you would give to parents who are about to introduce a potential step parent or a step parent to their child? It's honestly even hard for me to give advice because I just don't know because I had such a unique experience with my um, situation. I don't know if there's anything my dad could have done to make the process easier in the beginning. Really just kind of took me time to figure that out for myself and make that decision. But if I had to give a piece of advice, I would really just recommend to both parents to not, you know, put any bad ideas in the kids' heads, like really try to help the kid foster a good relationship with both sides. And I know sometimes that's hard if you guys have a really tumultuous relationship with the other party, but I think it really starts with the parents and any kid is wanting mom and dad together. It was different for me because I don't remember it. I never had mom and dad in the same household, but I always wondered what it would be like because I split times between two households my entire life. And I always... I knew my mom and my dad were not good for each other, but I always wanted to know what it would have been like to grow up with my dad 24-7 and get that influence from him. Um, And, you know, a lot of kids, if they do even get to grow up with, you know, both parents in the household at some point, a lot of times those kids are going to want their mom and dad together. They're going to want that picture-perfect family. So if there's a parent... Um, Or if, you know, even both sides are making that harder by telling the kids that that's not your mom or don't respect that person or vice versa. I feel like the parents can have a lot of leeway in in the sense of they can help the kid kind of navigate the situation. Well, I think one of the biggest tips is how your mom handled the situation, Mm -hmm. whereas she didn't 
see your stepmom as a threat versus she saw her as a source, a resource for her to have a positive relationship with her with her ex and a another support system for her daughter. Yeah. Shauna, what do you think of all this? I think it's amazing that Tara has this extra person in her life. And it's always what we want for our children, more adults to love them mm-hmm. and care for them and look out for them, especially when they are coming into teenagehood. And I'm sure it was hard because the, the dynamic of not mm-hmm. having her that much older probably added to it. Yeah. But obviously they've done a lot of things right. And what I'm hearing a lot of right now are boundaries, right. And respect for the biological parent. And also that your stepmom really did kind of meet you on your level and was what, what are you interested in? Mm-hmm. You know, and found out about you. So I think there's a lot of very positive do's mm-hmm. here that we're trying to kind of implement and focus on for anyone out there who's listening on how do I bring this person into my child's life or how do I become a positive influence in this child's life that I'm now stepping into a role that maybe they didn't ever intend to be. Does your stepmom have kids of her own? Yes. So I have two little brothers through my mom and my dad. She doesn't have any kids um, prior to coming in, but my two little brothers are my entire world. And, but like I said, going back, she doesn't treat me any different. She loves me just the same. And it's so apparent. It's never a question. I never feel less than them at any other, at any point. I feel like she had me. It's, it's, I get to see them twice a year and but we FaceTime almost daily just because I love talking to her. She is truly, she's my mom, but she's truly one of my best friends. And I think that that part probably comes into the age difference too, but I never question. There's never a question on like, does she love me or am I any less than because I'm not in the household 24 seven. So when I am out there genuinely feels like a complete family, just missing my biological mom, but she's kind of part of that family too. So do you think that the relationship that you have with your younger brothers would be quite so strong if she hadn't already developed that relationship with you? That's a hard question. I think I take a lot of responsibility for trying to foster a really good relationship with both of my little brothers because she came into my life when she did. And they had kids a little bit later. There is a larger age gap between me and my brothers. Um, I think, I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but I think that there's about um, a 13 year age gap between me and the oldest and then an 18 year age gap between me and the youngest. So obviously, I mean, the 18 is a little bit different, but at 13, you're not having kids majority of the time, but I think they were born and they both kind of became my babies. And so especially the youngest Henry, because she had him when I was 18, but so I don't take a maternal role with them, but I kind of feel that responsibility to just make sure that that relationship is always there and to make sure that they know whether I'm across the country or right next to them, that I'm going to be in their corner no matter what. One of the things that you said that just struck me so that I had to write it down was that your mom, your stepmom, right, your bonus mom, mm-hmm. and your dad are supplying for you an example of a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an extremely important thing when we're talking about step parents and how do we do these blended families is a lot of times we are coming from a not healthy relationship. 
And now we want to show our kids what is a healthy relationship. And that's not to speak bad about either parent, because mm-hmm. as we've always talked about, some people are just not good together, right. right? They're perfectly fine apart, but not good together. And I think it's really beautiful that you're able to look at that and say, I do have an example of a healthy relationship. It just didn't happen to be the one who is related to me. Right? Exactly. You know, my, one of my favorite blended families celebrities is Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. Oh, yes. And this sounds like that, right? Yes. And what I sort of gather from that, obviously from a distance and just following them on, on the internet and what you're describing is just truly healthy adults mm-hmm. that are not trying to get, get, gain their love, their appreciation, and their validation from the children. And that's when I think this step parent dynamic can go wrong. But it usually go, goes wrong when the foundation is already quite cracked. Your parents, I think, never were the type of parents that were trying to use you to get their validation, get their love, get their self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's a communication issue. There's, like to Shauna's point, something in the initial relationship wasn't working, right? That's why they're not together. And usually communication is a big part of that. But what becomes unhealthy is when each parent sees their source of self-esteem, their source of self-security in the child, and then a third party comes along to that. It's not like the third party necessarily is breaking anything good apart. They're just creating more noise on top of a dysfunctional situation where the child is a source of love for other people versus the other way around. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like both your parents loved you and genuinely put you first. And thankfully that opened up space for another loving human being to come in and add even more love. Because one thing is true, a child has an abundance of love. There's no limit of how much a child can love. So you can love all three. Just because there's another mom in the picture doesn't mean that that takes away. There's a zero-sum game for amount of love you have for your biological mom and you can't love your bonus mom anymore. I think all three parties, whether it's subconscious, uh, subconsciously or conscious effort, it sounds like they got that and they understood that. And you know, kudos, kudos to your bonus mom because to Shauna's point, meeting the child where the child is at at that point. Instead of coming in and saying, you need to validate me, you need to approve of me, and I need to feel seen and significant in this situation, this is where things go really wrong. And we see cases where we have a parent with a parenting agreement comes to us and says, dad is dating. And this, I'm actually thinking of one of our former clients right now. Dad is dating. And um, yeah, you know, within a week of dating, all of a sudden, this new um, girlfriend is coming to school events. This new girlfriend it has opinions about my child's birthday party. This new girlfriend want, is texting with my daughter, giving her advice and just really forcefully coming in. And the child's like, what is happening? And, and what I see from a third party neutral objective is like this person's trying to gain their significance really fast. And this person's also trying to gain their significance with this new man in their life really fast through this child. Nothing I'm hearing has to do with the child, but adults trying to gain significance, self-security, and positioning through the child. That's very harmful. 
Johnny, you're nodding your head, so I'm going to let you speak. Well, and there's a lot of experiences that we have in that kind of realm where an insecure person will come into a relationship and see this children as competition. Yes. Right. And in order to win them over, now it's kind of a nefarious and very manipulative way instead of just being like, all right, I have now made this relationship. This is part of the deal. How do I come into this relationship and melt myself into them instead of forcing themselves into me? I think it's really important to, if anybody's thinking about dating someone with a child or is in that situation now, to kind of take a step back and say, how do I really feel about someone else's children? And if you're jealous of them, right, if you're finding yourself insecure to your point, then that's a lot of therapy and maybe you don't need to be in a relationship with someone who has a child or take it very slow they're always going to have these children, right? Their children are going to grow up like Tara did lovely. Mm-hmm. And you're always going to be a part of that relationship. And you can either be part of the glue that holds the family together, or you can cause cracks and fractures that kind of tears a family apart. So I think that a step parent actually has a lot of responsibilities, right? Even though they don't have the main ones, which are the parents, But I do think they have the responsibilities of knowing I can really affect this family either positively Mm -hmm. or negatively. And I wrote down a a recommendation for a book. Awesome. It was by Randall Hicks and it's called 50 One Minute, which I always like those quick ones, 51 Minute Do's and Don'ts for Stepdads and Stepmoms. And it is a little bit fun and it's kind of tongue in cheek. But I think there's some really good points in here. And Tara's hit on a lot of one in just her success story. Yeah. And I think that it is definitely one of those titles, you know, step parent that carries a lot of weight. So for all the amazing step parents out there, like your bonus mom, I hate, I kind of hate that title for them because they're, are they getting the full due, you know, for what they're giving? And that's the bottom line from what I'm hearing about your bonus mom or the Bruce Willis's wife that is sounds to be such an amazing step parent to him and Denise children is they are givers. They're, they're givers to the situation. They're not takers. They are adding and contributing value to the relationship. They're actually fostering a stronger relationship between parent and child and exes Versus coming in here and cracking in there. And I, and I think the way you show up in one relationship is the way you show in, up in other relationships. And, and hopefully most of that parents out there come in and say, how do I, for the man or the woman that I'm in love with and I want to be part of their life, how can I add value to their life? How can I add value to their life with their ex-spouse? How can I add value to their life to this child? And if you love this man or woman, then that needs to mean that you love their child. And if you love their child, you've got to love their other parent. And I think that's the formula that comes naturally to some and doesn't come as naturally to others. But I think that just because this doesn't come naturally doesn't mean that we can't be aware and try to do better. Absolutely. Kara, thank you so much for sharing that story. It's very inspiring. Thanks for having me. 
Thanks for listening to the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. If you'd like to learn more, go to atlantadivorcelawgroup.com forward slash resources.